The world's on Oklahoma State because Arizona State stinks. Emory Jones <laughs> transfer, all those newcomers on. Like, I don't know. Were you that impressed with Oklahoma State last no. week? I mean, I know Sanders had a good. Game, I think they left their. I, mean, I think they left their foot off the they, gas. I get the, the last quarter. Defensively, they weren't very good. I, I don't know. I, I the, the, the fact that the, the the world is so loaded up on the favorite here, I, I can't play this game. Hello and welcome to Always College Football. Today is Thursday, September 8th. He's Mark Kubiak. I'm Greg McElroy. We really appreciate you being with us. Please like, rate, and subscribe. It helps us out. It helps the show out. If you're on ESPN's YouTube channel, you can't rate. Just like. That's fine. My voice is getting better, as you can tell. Like We are on a path to having a great weekend of college football. Cannot wait. Going to break down a lot of the games today. We have a great game plan in store for you today. We're going to have Chris the Bear Felica join us for our weekly spot. He's usually on Fridays. We're actually going to slide him up to Thursday, maybe at least for right now. Okay. I don't know if he's going to stay there forever, but this week we're going to put him on Thursday and see how this feels. There still might be some movement. There still might be some shakeups with the lines, but either way, having Chris the Bear Felica join us, we're always very, very happy to have him. So we're looking forward to our interactions with him. And then, of course, we'll tell you a little bit more about what tomorrow is going to look like as well. We have a lot of breakdowns to do. We hope you're ready. So put your eye black on, buckle up, let's kick it off. And without much further ado, let's talk about it. Every college football season, Goodyear knows the importance of winning on the road. The road will always demand confidence, the confidence to handle whatever the journey brings and to perform under tough conditions. And just like players and fans of college football, Goodyear is ready. Are you ready for the road? Visit Goodyear.com to find the right Goodyear tires for whatever road you're on this season. Goodyear, more driven. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, thrilled to be back with our good friend, Chris the Bear Felica of ESPN's College Game Day, of ESPN's Bet, of this Bear and Stanford Steve podcast. How many other platforms are you on, Bear? Major? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think you got it probably covered there. <laughs> we're, we're, we're all over the place, though. So put it this way. He's our... And this one, of course. Yeah, and, uh, there go, you go. go. And, of course, a weekly, weekly guest here on Always College Football. So Bear does an amazing job. He's our gambling expert, so we're going to get right into it. Uh, Bear, let's start tomorrow night. Louisville and Central Florida. Uh, interesting game here because UCF, six-point favorite, steamed up to six and a half. I feel like it's begging me to lay the points at home with UCF. Louisville coming off an awful performance against Syracuse. A lot of people were on Louisville last week. Is this an overreaction to the poor performance that Louisville put on the field last week? I think it's probably a little bit of that. I, I just have a hard time wrapping my my hands around like how Louisville could lose by the amount of, that they did, uh, despite Syracuse committing so many penalties in the game. I mean, it's it's almost completely unheard of. Uh, but but I do agree with you. It almost feels like 
UCF is the obvious side in this game, and maybe it will ultimately play out that way. I think the safer the safer bet is the over. I mean, I think you've got a Louisville, Louisville defense that uh, has struggled for a long time. Uh, you've got an UCF offense with John Rice Plumley, who I think should put up some big numbers. Uh, I, I think I saw the total somewhere around 61 or so. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it is uh, now. But uh, I don't see any way. I mean, I'm sure it could, could happen, but I would think that both teams would find their way into the 30s in this game. So I like the over more than I do uh, either side in this game. Yeah, I, I do think over's a little trendy, um, especially, you know, Louisville, what, they seven points last week or something along the lines of that. So people are probably thinking, oh, under Louisville can't do it offensively. Uh, I like the over line, and I would lean Louisville. I, I really would. I, I just maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm a glutton for punishment. But either way, I'd lean Louisville. It feels like the right side on the road in the bounce house. Let's go to some of the games on Saturday. Unless you want to hit Boise, I, I for one, talking about two and a half touchdowns. Boise laying them on the road at New Mexico. I don't have anything to add there. <laughs> No, no, I, I, I will say I think long term, I, I think the, the, the fact that we uh, are already really talking about Boise kind of, kind of says it all, uh, like where, where this program is now on the national landscape in terms of Group of Five. They had an unbelievable run where they were the premier Group of Five team, and, uh, and to see them last week against Oregon State, uh, it's clear that the, the bloom is off that road. So, yeah, I got nothing to add against, Lo, against Los Lobos there. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm not laying two and a half again, or two and a half touchdowns against them. Not laying 17. I can promise you that. Not on the road. Uh, now, I, I I like Boise's program, but um, they will not get my support until shown that things are going and back to looking what they once looked like. All right, let's go to some of the big games of the weekend. A few that really jumped out to me, um, and I'd be real interested in seeing where you stand on this. Washington State getting 17 and a half against Wisconsin. Now, I, I, I go, I'm sorry, go ahead. Finish no, I, I just, I, that number to me in a game that I feel like will likely be low scoring, I just, I don't feel like Washington State's going to all of a sudden just pound you and, and be able to match the physicality of Wisconsin. I know the Big 12, uh, the Pac 12 had a tough weekend last weekend, but laying 17 and a half points to me, I get it to Madison, but. I don't know what Cam Ward is at Washington State. I think he's legit. I think he's got a chance to be really good. So this feels like way too many points to me, Bear. Yeah, I agree with you. Steve and I, Stanford Steve and I were kicking this around on the on our podcast this week as well. Because I, I agree with you that I like Washington State. And, and I, I think you do need to expect a couple of things uh, in this game that Jimmy Leonard will figure out a way to really slow down uh, and, and confuse Cam Ward. Uh, you, you've got to. Uh, a wazoo defense, which maybe they can't stand up in the line of scrimmage. But but I, I look at it this way. Uh, like, I don't trust Graham Mertz. Uh, Wisconsin was just kind of okay last week. That game was scoreless for a long time until a 100-yard pick six, and then you had a 96-yard touchdown run. It's not like that Wisconsin offense was anything great uh, against an FCS team last week. And I know wazoo struggled 
uh, with Idaho, I would expect a better performance from them this week. Obviously, you'd, you'd expect a better performance from Wisconsin, but uh, this feels like an under type of game for yeah. me, uh, especially expecting Leonard to do a good job defensively. And, and I would agree with you. I would lean towards taking the uh, 17 and a half. Well, and uh, under, if I see under and 17 and a half, <laughs> like, hey, I'll take that. Maybe I'm crazy. Um, all right, let's go Colorado Air Force rivalry game here. Relatively speaking, obviously not huge rivalry, but a game within the state of Colorado that Air Force is going to likely want to win. Uh, opened up at 14 and a half. Now it's steamed all the way up to 17 and a half. We saw Colorado struggle really in the second half against the TCU Horn Frogs last Friday night. TCU really got things going there in the second half of that football game, but it was close early. So I don't know how I could Air Force being a ball control team. I have a difficult time thinking that they're going to get way away from Colorado to the point in which I'd favor them by three touchdowns potentially. So how, how do you feel here on 17 and a half with Colorado and Air Force? Yeah, I, I would probably lean to I would take a look at the Colorado team total and the game total. Yeah. Um, seeing that CU offense last week, it's pretty clear. Uh, they're going to struggle to score points all year long. Now, how many possessions they get, I think that's the – the key in this game, like you mentioned, with the Air Force offense being uh, ball control. But, but yeah, I don't know if I want to lay 17, 17 and a half uh, against a team that still is not athletically superior to what Colorado has, even though they are uh, likely the, the worst team in the Pac-12. So I take a look at the total here. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Moving along here, Virginia and Illinois. If you're wondering why I'm going in such an obscure and random order, it's like games that I've liked. I just kind of circled and I'm going down the list here. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I'm bouncing around all over the place. Stay with us. We're going to get to your game and some of the biggest games here momentarily. But another game that I think is way under the radar this week, Bear, Illinois and Virginia. First of all, how Illinois lost that game last week is beyond me. I know that everyone and their brother, you guys included, were on Illinois. They dropped the halfback pass. Like It was like one of those just... It was was not a game they should have lost, put it this way. Now they're going on the road, or now they're hosting Virginia at their place. Right now, Illinois, a three and a half point favorite. But what I liked was the over. It was at 56 and a half. That now is up to 57 and a half. I know Virginia, not good on the defensive side of the football. Illinois is not going to open it up, but I think they're going to come out and start fast because they're probably ticked off with how they played last Friday night. So I lean towards the over at 57 and a half here between Illinois and Virginia. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't feel the total, but I, I do like laying the points with Illinois in this game. That would, that'll be three weeks of college football and three Illinois plays <laughs> for me. I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody would have thought that uh, before the year. I certainly would have, wouldn't, would not have back in a uh, March or April or whenever spring camp was it. But I, I think I, I agree. It's, it's a game that Illinois will certainly feel like it should have one uh, allowing what 60 something or 70 yards in the second half prior to that uh, late drive where they allowed the game winning score. Uh, the Illini definitely were in position to win that game and didn't. I think they'll feel like they let one get away. And the fact that the uh, the Virginia offense, I think, is so noticeable uh, with Brennan Armstrong and his ability to to lead an offense that that has some players and to, to put points on the board. I think they'll be out to really kind of kind of shut them down. And I think uh, we talked about Air Force with with some ball control. I think Illinois will probably see a little bit more ball ball control with that uh with, with that running attack that they have. So I. I 
I, I see where you're going with the total, but I, I would feel much better about laying the three and a half uh, with Illinois. Here. I, I like that. I can get on board with that one, Bear. Uh, you're you're just an Illini homer this year. I, I like when you pick exactly. your teams. Yeah, you pick your teams early and you just ride them all year long. Like last year was UTSA, and you know we were all over yep. from the very beginning. By the way, against Eastern, Illinois, Eastern Michigan, a Eastern couple Michigan, of years ago, exactly. Right. Every, every year in this one. like it's an auto play for Bear. He picks his team and he rolls with them. Come hell or high water. All right, let's continue on now. Uh, another game that kind of jumped out to me, I thought it was an interesting move. West Virginia and Kansas, obviously Big 12 opener for both these teams. West Virginia, I think everyone, Bear, came away from that game last week having more respect for West Virginia mm-hmm. than they probably had in the preseason. Looked really good against Pitt there in the backyard brawl. Kansas been a perennial bottom dweller, but it's Lance Leipold's second year. That line opened at 14 and a half. It's already moved through 14 to 13 and a half. And yet all the money seems to be coming in on the West Virginia Mountaineers. So it's kind of a reverse line movement that has me a little bit dumbfounded. I lean Kansas here. I think they keep it close. I think West Virginia's kind of licking their wounds a little bit. They knew they let one get off the hook. Last week, Eileen, Kansas, I think West Virginia wins the game outright, but I expect it to be really close, a four-quarter fight. So which way do you have this one kind of going? Yeah, I, I would I would lean Kansas as well if I had to play the game. Um, I might even take a look at Kansas first half because maybe there's a little bit of a layover, right. a little bit of a hangover from uh, that loss last week. West Virginia had uh, a key injury on defense, so I don't know about his availability for this week. I know uh, when he went down, they were definitely talking about he's a our best defensive player and we really need him. And I, and I think uh, it, it showed. Uh, but yeah, if I had to, it, it's not anything that I love. But I think the I think the line move and, and the way the money is moving, I think I think it it kind of shows that the that I think the odds makers at least feel that Kansas is the right side. All right, let's let's get to the last one of our hold your nose and play them. Uh, games because this one is the ultimate hold your nose. It's the steamiest game of the weekend. Sam Hartman returns at quarterback for Mm -hmm. Wake Forest. That line opened up as Wake Forest being a six and a half point favorite on the road at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's two and oh, by the way. I know they played Elon, I know they've played Hawaii, but Vanderbilt looking better than they ever have, at least in the last handful of seasons. So Vanderbilt two and oh, getting now 13. After the news of Hartman's return, that line went from six and a half to thirteen and a half. Eileen Vanderbilt here. I know it sounds crazy, but I think they're going to score. I like the over in this game too because I think both defenses have some legitimate question marks. It's at sixty-five and a half. So, which side are you on here, Bear? Yeah, I, I would look at the over too because obviously we still don't think very much of Wake Forest's defense, and, and Vanderbilt is a team that. Uh, he's shown an ability to put up points early in the season, uh, albeit against a couple of bad teams. I think that move is way too much. Uh, like, like how much is he's going to be rusty? Going to play? All, I mean, if nothing else, he's going to all, all I've seen is that he's clear. Like, like if he plays, it's going to be. I mean, who, who knows how, how how good he's going to be? So, I think the move is way too much. Uh, if you're looking for a side, I would take the home dog, but I certainly would agree with you that over is probably the way to go here. Because at the same time, while we know Vandy's put up points on some on some bad teams, they also allowed some points last week to Elon, and now they face an offense that does have some players that really just could put 40-something points on the board um, if, if indeed they are clicking. And I, and I would think 
uh, Vandy should be good for for 20-some themselves. Yeah, I'm with you 100%, Bear. Let's look at some of the other big games of note, some of the games that aren't quite so stinky. Uh, As we get into some teams that are now ranked in the top 25, Oklahoma State and Arizona State, this line opened at 10.5. I hate this game. You hate it? I hate this game. Oh, see, I mean, it, 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 the the world is on Oklahoma. State I see. That's because, where I'm at. Like, I love Oklahoma State. Yeah, the, the world's on Oklahoma State because Arizona State stinks. Emory Jones <laughs> transfer, all those newcomers on. Like, I don't know. Were you, were you that impressed with Oklahoma State last no. week? I mean, I know Sanders had a good. Game, I think they left their. I, mean, I think they left their foot off the they, gas. I get the, the last quarter. Defensively, they weren't very good. I, I don't know. I, I the, the, the fact that the, the the world is so loaded up on the favorite here, I, I can't play this game. <laughs> Bear the ultimate contrarian. So he's a stay away. I lean Oklahoma State slightly. Well, it's not contrarian. I'm not. I'm not running out to to bet Arizona State. I'm just saying that there's no way I could play Oklahoma State, uh, given what I what I saw last week from Oklahoma State's defense, and in just knowing that, that that the world is going to be on the uh, the home field. Let's go to another rivalry game here. Even though Oklahoma State, Arizona State, the farthest thing from a rivalry game, but mm-hmm. you know we talked about one earlier in Colorado <laughs> and Air Force. Let's talk about Iowa, Iowa State. Um, Ugh. everybody and their brother just destroying Iowa this week, how yep. bad they were offensively, all these other things. I get that. I understand it. And believe me, I've watched the tape. There is a lot left to be desired <laughs> when it comes to the Hawkeyes offense. Okay. But I'm laying the three and a half points this weekend against Iowa state. Uh, I feel yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm met. I'm mad that we they got that second safety and we didn't get the five three final <laughs> that that game really deserved. Five three final and uh, you know someone came in for the save there for Iowa. Uh, I, I think Iowa State's a bad matchup. Uh, Iowa's pounded Iowa State. They've pounded better Iowa State teams in recent years. I don't like how the Cyclones match up against a more physical Iowa football team. I think that Iowa State looked pretty good last week. There were some things that you could take away, say, man, all right, that was that was solid. Maybe they're not going to take as big of a step back as I originally anticipated, but I think we're overreacting a little bit too much to the really paltry performance offensively from Iowa. I think, still think that they're more physical. I still think they're better in the trenches. I still think they have better personnel. So I lean Iowa in this game. I'd lay the points three and a half at home. Yeah, this is, again, this is a total stay away for me uh, because, number one, I just have a hard time uh, playing Iowa in this game, knowing how their offense is. And at the same time, I have a hard time playing Iowa State, knowing that the game will likely ultimately end in some ridiculous fashion with the uh, seeing a way that Iowa State turns the ball over. They just, uh, in this series, it seems to be just how, how it's gone. They, they found unbelievable ways uh, to lose games against Iowa that they probably should have won. So it's it's not one of those games that I'm interested in subjecting myself to to losing a game like that again. But but I, I do think they'll probably see a majority of the play here on Iowa State because of the, the reaction to how bad Iowa was in, in the opener offensively. I mean, they can't help but be better. They've clearly owned the series lately. Uh, if I had to play the game, I probably would play Iowa just because – of those factors, and I think you might be getting it a little cheap just because of how bad the Hawkeyes are. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I feel like the overreaction is strong. A few more, Bear. Kentucky, Florida, I'm calling this game, so I will stay away. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if there's a side that you lean after the performance of the Gators. 
Now, you, you, you know Mark will have his team fired up and angry at the world for <laughs> uh, for this one, being the ranked team, being under the underdog, having had recent success against Florida. Um, it, it's a stay away from me. I, I just want to like quickly touch on last week, and I know we don't want to completely look back, and it, it's just one of the bigger topics in college football about how uh, we talked about the Pac-12 stinking and being down and, and Utah overrated. Like, my takeaway last week was not Utah being overrated. My, my takeaway last week was we probably did not expect Florida to be as good as they are. And Florida's a lot better, or at least looked a lot better last week um, than than they we expected them to be. So my takeaway from last week was more that that was more good Florida yeah. uh, than, than it was Utah being bad. So no, I would, we'll see what I would agree. I think Florida looked really good last week. I think you got to feel good about their offensive line, the way they moved the ball, the way they ran the football. I, I'm, if I'm Florida fan, I'm thrilled this week heading into this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, SC, uh, everyone's favorite team. Uh, you'll be out nope. there. Uh, hey, <laughs> you'll be out there. You, Herb Street, and crew will be in Palo Alto. Stanford has had SC's number of late. I'm not sure why. I obviously think this is a different SC team. This number and the steamy move in favor of the Cardinal has turned me off. I loved SC for a moment. Now I'm looking at it and I'm saying, oh man, EJ Smith, maybe there's some juice on this offense that they haven't had in a while. Open to 10.5, it's down to 9. SC a road favorite. I hate road favorites, but I know you're leaning Stanford. (laughs) I just know you and I know you're leaning Stanford. Yeah, I do lean Stanford and I don't like the... The movement it's actually eight and a half now, and I think in some spots as well. So uh, the the fact that the numbers move so much, I can't chase the number now. Um, but but I, I think long term there is reason to be. Look, I, I don't want. I mean, SC would have won last week, but I think people see that box score, and they may not instantly realize about the the three pick sixes right. in the game, which were basically tipped balls and balls that Rice should have caught that would have given the house first downs. Uh, they're going in on one of them, so. While that box score was impressive and you saw the final score and you're all excited, I'd be a little bit careful just because Rice did have some success moving the ball and Rice really uh, imploded certainly early in the game and then that third quarter turned out to be a complete debacle. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, very much so as far as the debacle is concerned. All right, ranked game, Baylor on the road at BYU. Um, this, this might be my favorite game of the week. This, I'm really looking forward to watching this game. The line shocked me. You know, anytime a line stinks, this line stinks, mm-hmm. I might add. Uh, BYU currently a three and a half point favorite. Baylor, yep. uh, Baylor, one of the top 10 teams in America and obviously beat BYU last year. Good football team, Baylor is. And yet going on the road to Provo, I know, I know you're on BYU. You have to be. No, then yeah, the the number the number says to me it's BYU or Pass, right. and it's another one. I mean, I mean the, the familiarity we talked about that last year with Grimes and BYU and and where he is now. I love both these teams. It's not a game that I'm interested in betting, but at the same time, if you are betting, the the, the fact where the number is indicates to me that BYU is the right side. Isn't that crazy though? Because I think they match up really well. You know, oh, I mean, both teams really are well. built so similarly, um, mm-hmm. just thoughtful, strong in the trenches internally. And I just would think that Baylor being the power five program would have better personnel. And I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm misguided. I, 
see like Eileen Baylor uh, now that's not but I look at the I look at the movement and I can't play Baylor looking at the movement going from two and a half to three Correct. and a half I just can't so uh, you steam through a football number like that I'm I'm passing all right so yeah I mean, I mean those moves aren't necessarily as big uh, in the college game uh, than they are in the pro but like an NFL game that's like an instant yeah an, an instant pass for uh no doubt about it. All right, moving on. Um, South Carolina, Arkansas. This line's at eight and a half. I think it's about right. I'd, I'd stay away. I cannot play yeah. that game. Yeah. So I think South Total Carolina. I think South Carolina is pretty good. I think Arkansas is really good. Um, I thought South Carolina had kind of a ho hum performance offensively last week, but I don't think they showed anything. So uh, I would expect a much better effort from South Carolina. They got to be better along the along the front, or that could be a long day. So. I can't play yeah, that, that, game. That, that, that. That's what I would. I, I mean, I would lean towards taking the dog, uh, if possible. But that that Arkansas Cincinnati game last week was pretty much what we thought. Like no result would have surprised me, and Arkansas's defense made some plays and hung on there. Uh, I'm with you 100. percent App State and Texas A&M 19 opened at 16 and a half. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to probably overreact to App State's performance last weekend. I I could not lay three touchdowns. Not right now. Um, if anything, I lean under in this game. It opened at 54. It's right now currently at 54 and a half might be at 53 and a half by game time. Who knows? I lean slightly towards the under here because I think App State's going to have a tough time running the football against Texas A&M and they're going to overreact so strongly to 122 points scored last week against North Carolina. Finally, you've mentioned a game that I actually really like. <laughs> I like A&M in this game. Normally, it would be a spot where I would love to fade a team coming uh, with, with a big game next week against Miami. But I, I think there's going to be a big overreaction to seeing Appalachian State in that fourth quarter. Like, that game was over. Oh, yeah. And then North Carolina's defense just decided not to show up in the fourth quarter. I think the fact that you know, this one kind of looks like, wow, Appalachian State's getting that many points and they nearly beat North Carolina. They're running up against a much better defense in a hostile environment, uh, like against a team that really didn't play super well last week, especially before the weather delay. Right. Normally, it would be a spot where I'd be looking to fade A&M, but I like the Aggies on uh, on, on Saturday, especially at the 18-and-a-half number that I've seen. Out yeah, there. I think if A&M, I mean, they just played poorly. I, it was just kind of a sloppy, but they had the delay. It was just a weird game. And they did that last year early on, yeah, too. Yeah, they remember, did. Remember as well, they struggled with Colorado and with quarterback injuries. And such. No, you're right, 100%. Alabama, Texas, this line opened 18-and-a-half up to 20. Um, I can't back Texas. I just can't. Uh, I, I, I know <laughs> that... I know very much that Sark will have a great plan, but I, I just can't, knowing the horses on this Alabama team, I can't right. take the dog. I just can't. So I know you love the home dog here. Uh, no, stop <laughs> it. Which side are you on here? Do you like anything? I'd probably take a look and wait and see what the Alabama team total is. Uh, it was I, I don't think Texas feels very good about their uh, ability to slow Alabama down much. Uh, I don't think they feel very good about their ability to force punts, and I, I don't think they feel very good about their ability to to block 31. Other than that, it looks like a, a wonderful opportunity to to take Texas. Not really. Uh, like <laughs> I, 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 I again, I take a look at the Alabama team total and, and see what it is, and and I'm sure there'll be a lot of people out there as well looking to back Alabama in the first half as well. Anything that you love this week, Bear, besides those that we've already Yeah, I like yeah, two other two other games. 
Um, Holdrino special Akron getting 34 oh. and a half against Michigan State. <laughs> yeah, you can't play <laughs> exactly. that. Look, you I, can't play that. No, you can't. Why, why not? I can't. I will. <laughs> I, I, look, ser- seriously, yes, Akron was awful last week. I totally yes. get it. But at the same time, it's not like Michigan State was super. I mean, that game was 21 13. Granted, uh, it, it was a decent MAC team, but it wasn't like they. Uh, lit the world on fire last week in, in their opener as well. And they have a road trip coming up to Washington. So I think maybe you get a little bit of a spot here where maybe they get up big and it's kind of like hang on for dear life backdoor. So plus 34 and a half, I'll take a chance at Akron covers that number. And I really like Mississippi State this week, laying yeah. 10 and a half. Uh, against Arizona. I think we're going to learn as the year goes on that last week was more about bad San Diego State as it is that Arizona is this monstrously improved team. I think they're going to have a, a much harder time uh, moving the ball through the air against the, uh, the the Bulldogs defense. And obviously, Mississippi State's offense is far better than anything that San Diego State can throw Yeah, I think there. you're 100%. So, uh, in Arizona, Arizona has a little bit of a trendy public underdog feel as well. Yeah. So I feel I, I, I like, I think if you're asking me for my best play of the week right now, I would have to say it's a mistake. I'm actually 100% with you. I can't believe you're backing a road favorite. The fact that you're backing a road favorite makes me feel really good about the play. You never do that. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I do. Uh, every once in a while. Every once in a while. Bear, awesome as always, my friend. We really appreciate it. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, you too, bud. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. All right, what a great visit with Chris the Bear Felica. That was so much fun. Talking about all the angles, all the lines. We'll see how they work out. <laughs> there's a lot of... Week two is tricky because there's so much overreaction. And I remember last year, it's the first year I had to contribute to Daily Wager. And I'm sitting there on week two like, golly, like all these teams that are great, they're favored by a million. And then really we found out in week two, they really weren't that great. So I think just be very careful this weekend. If you're going to take Bears advice, don't overreact. Try to put yourself in the shoes of what the public's thinking. If the public thinks they're good, play the other side. Okay. That's what Vegas wants you to do. They want you to follow the public. So not that I'm some veteran gambler and have this great feel for like movement and lines. I, I just like to watch football and I think lines are interesting uh, more than anything else. So be careful this week if you're following some of the movement and you're following some of the trends and some of the overreactions. So good luck, have fun, and play responsibly. All right, for all of us here at Always College Football, we really appreciate you. Hit us up in our social media at AlwaysCFB. You can interact with us on our email at alwayscollegefootball at gmail.com. Send us some of our question marks, 
to the mailbag. Hit us up. Let us know where we can get better. We really appreciate the interaction. It helps us out. It helps the show out. And we look forward to continuing to tailor the content to your liking. For all of us here at Always College Football, he's Mark Kubiak. I'm Greg McElroy. We have a big day tomorrow for you. All right. A huge day for you tomorrow. We're going to break down five games that are under the radar and five games that are very much on the radar. So 10 game breakdowns tomorrow. That's right. 10. All right. 10. So we're going to break it down. You're going to have a great time. Always, of course, like, rate, and subscribe. We're going to get to it. For all of us here at Always College Football, hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, it's Always College Football. Hey, guys, it's Greg McElroy. Thanks for watching Always College Football. Make sure you like, rate, and subscribe to ESPN's YouTube channel and wherever you listen to your podcasts.